Joe Bofondrathia. This is the Rorschach Georgia update from the 11th of January, 2024. Quick summary of what's going down in Georgia. As of Tuesday the 9th, Georgia's ruling party, Georgian Dream, or Utsneba, updated its statute to establish an honorary chairman role for founder Bettina Ivanishvili now that he was elected to that position. This move, formalized on Saturday the 30th, cements Ivanishvili's influential role in the party, Georgian politics, particularly in nominating the prime ministerial candidate, a power previously exercised off the books, but now by the charter. Opposition correctly views this as a formal acknowledgement of Ivanishvili's ongoing political influence. This development in party structure reflects a significant shift in Georgian political landscape ahead of the 2024 elections, given that people perceive this move as Ivanishvili creating a political system very similar to Russia's, where one person holds all the power. On Thursday, the 11th, the National Movement, or Natsebi, a parliamentary faction and party in Georgia, formally requested that the Ministry of Foreign Affairs invite the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe, Office of Democratic Institutions and Human Rights, ODIR, to monitor the October parliamentary election. Member of Parliament Tina Bokuchava during press conference stressed the foreign ministry's responsibility for inviting ODIR is crucial for establishing primary election observation mission in Georgia. She pointed out the government's failure to extend this invitation and highlighted the geopolitical significance of the forthcoming October election for Georgia's European aspirations. Georgian Ministry of Foreign Affairs responded to the United National Movement's appeal and clarified that the process for inviting observers is part of a plan approved on the 27th of November by the Government Commission for European Integration, which aims to follow the European Commission's recommendations for fair and competitive election. Georgian Ministry of Foreign Affairs expressed concern about the politicization of the issue by some parties and reiterated its commitment to transparency of the election process. Yeah, let's see. On Saturday the 6th, Georgia's Girchi party, the Pinecones, made headlines by urging Bidzina Ivanishvili to allow former President Misha Saakashvili back into politics. By advocating for Saakashvili's return, Girchi might be seen to demonstrate a commitment to democratic principles, such as freedom of political expression and the involvement of all political actors, regardless of their past roles. Or maybe they're just Misha Guns. Statement has sparked widespread discussion about political freedoms and the role of former leaders in the national democratic journey. Question is that not that many want him in politics, but should he be forbidden from it? Controversial icon at the St. Holy Matrona in Tbilisi's Samepa Cathedral was defaced with paint on Wednesday the 10th. You might wonder what is controversial about an icon in a church. Well, the icon not only depicts the Holy Matrona, but also Joseph Stalin. Patriarchate's response to this incident is currently unknown. This act adds to the growing discussion of Stalin in Georgian history. Was he a monster? I mean, he was a monster, of course, but because he was our monster, do we cut him some slack? Well, being in an icon in the National Cathedral is a little bit more than slack. So what does that mean? And also, let's look at who's part of the Stalin's cheerleading squad. On Thursday, the 11th, the Georgian Orthodox Church, the GOC, issued a statement urging the patrons of the St. Matrona icon to make necessary alterations due to the controversy involving the depiction of Joseph Stalin. The GOC emphasized that if the patrons fail to act, the Patriarchate will undertake the modifications themselves. Acknowledging the political tensions and confrontations sparked by the icon, the church clarified that while iconography can depict real-life events associated with saints, this does not equate to glorifying the individuals involved. 
GOC noted that the portrait of Stalin's meeting with St. Matrona, not recognized in the canonical text, requires revision to align with traditional iconographic standards. In other news, on Tuesday the 9th, reports emerged that the Russian occupying forces dug military trenches near Gremsky village, escalating the ongoing tension in the region. Georgian authorities and the international community are monitoring the situation. On Thursday the 11th, Tbilisi's commitment to transparency and good governance took a significant step forward, hopefully, as Mayor Kashi Kaladze met with Rajden Kuprashvili, the head of the Anti-Corruption Bureau. Meeting focused on Tbilisi's budget for 2024, the progress of ongoing city projects, future activities, plans the Anti-Corruption Bureau. Emphasizing the city government's dedication to rooting out corruption, Mayor Kaladze highlighted the critical nature of the issue as a top priority. The meeting was a platform for discussing and formulating strategies to prevent corruption in public institutions, underscoring the importance of cooperation between different branches of the government. On Monday the 8th, a startling incident rocked Tbilisi as an assailant attacked a TBC bank branch office. Following day, the prosecutor's office of Georgia detained an individual suspected of committing the crime and filed charges against him. By Wednesday, the suspect was in custody and admitted their guilt. On Monday the 8th, the government announced a housing initiative committing to provide dwellings for a 1,000 families living in harsh conditions. This move, discussed in a session by Prime Minister Irakli Kharabashvili, is part of a broader effort by the ruling party to improve living standards and address housing challenges in the regions before the parliamentary elections. Targeted state program aims to support socially vulnerable homeless families with many children by ensuring decent living conditions for them. To be eligible, families must have three or more minor children and be registered in the unified database of socially vulnerable families of the social service agency. Commission will evaluate the criteria for housing these families with a total budget of 50 million lati. The program will continue until the end of 2025, facilitating resettlement in any administrative territorial unit of Georgia. On Tuesday the 9th, 10 Georgian civil society organizations or NGOs expressed concerns about the government's EU action plan, published on Monday, the 25th of December. They criticized the lack of involvement from watchdogs, opposition, and parliament, highlighting the plan's broad nature and misalignment with specific European Commission recommendations. The CSOs urged participatory and transparent approach to meet the EU's criteria effectively. On Thursday the 4th, according to a report by Galton Taggart, Georgia will have a positive economic outlook in 2024 because of its EU candidate status. Development is expected to catalyze significant foreign investment inflows, as well as foster closer economic ties with EU member states, enhance trade relations, and overall economic growth are anticipated by Galton Tiger. Additionally, Georgia stands to benefit from various EU grants, further bolstering its economic prospects. On Tuesday the 9th, Geostat reported a significant milestone in the country revealing a 7% growth in the nation's economy in the first 11 months of 2023. Geostat did not indicate which Percent of this came from recent Russian immigrants and which part from longer-term residents and citizens of Georgia. On Monday the 8th, with the resumption of schools in Georgia, health authorities issued an alert anticipating a rise in respiratory disease. Medical experts are advocating increased vaccinations. This health alert aims to proactively manage the risk associated with seasonal changes and heightened social interaction in educational settings, by which they mean kids coughing on each other. To end this episode... On Wednesday the 3rd, Spilisi was in Forbes' top 10 best places in Europe to celebrate New Year's Eve. Spilisi's inclusion in this list is expected to significantly boost the city's tourism appeal among the enormous New Year's Eve tourist demographic. That's it for this week. Tell your friends about the show and give us some money in the link in the show notes. Please. Nachmandis. Nachmandis.